0: Welcome to the Unheard Ansuni Poetry Podcast. This is episode 5 and I'm your host, Kedgi. Today is Father's Day and honestly, what a wonderful bond it is between a father and his children. And it reminds me of a wonderful quote written by Pam Brown and she writes, Dads are most ordinary men turned by love into heroes, adventurers, storytellers, and singers of a song. How beautifully put up is that thought? So, on today's episode, we are going to read a lot of new poets whom you might not heard of before and also we have a very special guest with us. So, Let's begin the journey of listening to some unheard poetry. So the first poet that I'm going to read is Kunal, who goes by the ID frowning underscore clown. And this is the first poem that he had written and posted on Instagram. And the title of the poem is Destiny of My Life. He writes, There is no time to walk. I need to run as fast as I can. Seeing the dim lights around, I need to hold the torch in my hand. I can see multiple paths, only one with the light at the end. I still choose the other one. As I don't fear the darkness, I only fear the end. I will burn it all. Everything will be enlightened by my light. The world will then see what I could previously sight. I will be the sun during the day and the stars for you at night. I will shine all day long, as long as I have the torch burning bright. I might do something wrong and I won't confess it in the light. I will blow away the torch if I don't have any energy to fight. In the darkness I will rise like the tides of the night, cause it's my life, my rules and I decide the destiny of my life." Wow! Superbly written Kunal and it's true, you know, you've got to take control of your life. Nobody else is going to do that for you. So, well done, Kunal. I enjoyed reading this. Now, my next poem is written by Isma Zafar who goes by the ID Isma underscore Zafar and the title of her poem is Ode of Love. She writes, Tell me, my love, Do you still miss me in the hours of dawn? And moments before dusk Do you still search me in the midst of crowds while roaming around like a wanderer? Or do you still just randomly call out my name because you felt my presence? Do you still feel the waves of ocean as much as you do it with me? Tell me. Because I do. Every time I smell your fragrance around me in all those gloomy days, I do feel you wiping off my tears and hugging me. Tell me. Because every sunset reminds me of us, staring it for hours and talking about plans we never made. Holding hands and feeling love all around. Tell me. Because I seek you in all my words, I write. And all the wine I drink, I do search you in those eyes that sympathize. Because none were as soothing as yours. Tell me because i still have ample space in my heart for you to accommodate it back even if i have to lose myself for you tell me because the strings in my heart still tunes in to your name wow isma that is so wonderfully portrayed you know the feeling of love and the feeling of missing someone or losing someone How wonderfully have you portrayed it in this poetry of yours. So thank you so much for sharing it with us. Do follow Isma and Kunal guys. They are amazing poets. Now the next poem that I have with me is written by words underscore by underscore Neha. And the title of a poem is happiness looks like you. I found you. I found you soothing my soul. You caressed my wounded heart with your indefinite love. But I am scared and haunted, haunted by the events occurred in the past. I wonder what should I choose now? My happiness that resists with you or the fear that stops me from loving you more? The fear that continuously asks me what if you left me just like he did? What if I got bored of this relationship? What if my parents denied what if I found a fault in our love? The questions haunt me every single time I think of you. And so I choose to distance myself from you. But you always come spinning around in my thoughts, making me happier by your beautiful smile. I feel myself free from all the burden I was carrying in my heart. My soul feels so light. I know I fly in the breeze like a butterfly. I know I am the happiest with you. I know of the purple sky and scented breeze. I know I rejoice in your touch and your smell. I know what happiness looks like. And with all the things I know now, I know happiness looks like you." That is brilliant Neha, it's all about loving someone unconditionally. And sometimes we do get insecure in our relationship. But that's all part and parcel of having someone in your life, I guess, and falling in love. So, yeah, thank you, Neha, for sharing it. Guys, do follow words underscore by underscore Neha. Wonderful. So, now the next piece that I have is written by Prathana underscore Dev, whom we lovingly call Pat. And she writes... The very people we want to forget get immortalized on the pages we write on. Pages and pages written from ages stored in a dusty box by the nightstand that I read every night to remind myself that a heart that's been broken is a heart that's been loved. Some nights I find solace while other nights I find myself peeling the scabs of my healing wounds time and time again. I peel. I peel to feel, to reveal the deed done by your breed. I bleed indeed, but I bleed to be freed. My pain echoes silently through the invisible letters my love wrote for you. But that's all it remains. Echo. A love story. (gasps) Wow, that is heartbreakingly beautiful and trust me, Prathana writes really amazing poetry and she's a wonderful host. You can follow her on Prathana underscore Dev. So, thank you so much Pat for sharing this with us. Now, the next poet whom I'm going to be reading is Sana, who goes by the ID Confessions underscore of underscore Sophia. And She writes, I have lived a thousand lives in one moment, thousand thresholds of grief. Watch myself burn, sound of naked drops of rain stabbing my skin in just one second as melodies warning slowly. I have dived into a thousand oceans and drifted with undertoes of quietude only to rise again vociferously. As heart sank with setting suns, yet I lived blissfully, sadly. I have heard breakage of threads, felt voices within me, scintillating smiles and cherry words, making my heart paper-thin. Centuries vanished within me, weary of whirling around my galaxies, folded and hanging around my neck. Happiness has become monotonous, and I have lost the battle in trying to live. I have died a thousand times, even with all the vacant apologies, sweetly tumbled from lips of dead and beaten fantasies, constricting me with the cacophony of Zenny. I have lived building castles out of hurried memories, painted you with my words in the skies with colors of blood, rummaged through clouds of voices of failure. Perpetuated a holy place where a thousand constellations stay hidden within me. Filled lungs with love that found its way in nooks of my stoned irises. Bandaged, velvet mahogany bruises, love still resides within my ribcage. Echoes in hallways of the heart, filling it with sand and sawdust. The only place where I can ever breathe. Sana, she is such an amazing poet, and the kind of metaphors and the kind of imagery she creates in our minds. I mean, she's got such wonderful phrases and lines in this, like mahogany bruises and bandaged velvet, mahogany bruises, arid memories. And then there was another line uh, where she said that. Centuries vanished within me, weary of whirling around my galaxies, folded and hanging around my neck. Wow, brilliant, brilliant writing this. Thank you so much Sana for sharing this wonderful poetry with us. Do follow her guys. Confessions underscore of underscore Sophia. The next poet that I will be reading is P.S. It's all random. That's the Instagram ID they share and amazing poet again. I think all the poets I've read so far, each one is so unique, so amazing and you got to follow them and check out their work. I'm sure you would really like to read their poems and hear it also. So P.S. writes, uh, her title of the poem is Traveler's Love and she writes, I was born to the travellers. I had travelled nearly half the world before I laid my eyes on you. I have never known the comfort of permanency. I don't know what it means to make a place of your own, to have something that belongs to you till the end of time. Never have I wondered what colour I shall paint the walls of house or what furnishings I shall have in my room. I travel with a backpack that weighs me down as I traverse atop the Himalayas or through the Amazonian forests. I carry only what is necessary, not what my heart desires. It is a life of adventure. I am called a vagabond, and I have always loved this. I wished to travel the world, just my backpack and I, but in essence, I was homeless. You welcomed me into your home, showed me the work you did on it. With pride, you called it yours and opened its doors for me to share for an eternity. But I stood lost within its walls. I did not know how to make it mine. I felt the walls start to enclose upon me as I turned to you and asked, Can't you build me a home inside of you? Build me a home inside of you as I build you one inside of me. We can then travel with our homes, hand in hand into the depths of the oceans. We can have it all, a world where my home is in you. Build me a home inside of you so I may lay my head on your shoulder to sleep or seek the comfort of a couch in your arms. Together we shall reside in the shelters of each other. Build me a home inside of you, so I can proudly call you mine, so I never have to leave and shall never again be homeless. I begged you to build me a home inside of you, without knowing, without understanding, without realizing that it was too much for you. You already were warm in a home that stood by you. I left with my backpack, a traveler and a wanderer once again. With no home to return to and a heart that weighed me down more than the backpack ever could. <sighs> yes, that just stabbed me in the heart. What an emotional poem. And the twist in the end, my God i really loved the whole idea of you saying built me a home inside of you you know when you're in love when you're in relationship you you want to have that that place in someone's heart and all you look forward to have that little space little room in their heart and sometimes when that's not an option available for you uh, you have no choice but to let go and it can be really heartbreaking And I totally felt the emotions that you tried to portray in this poem, P.S. So thank you. Thank you so much for sharing this with us. So this was the last poem of today's episode. And now it's time for the special guest poet, the featured poet of the week segment. So let's see whom do we have? welcome back to the Unheard sunni Poetry Podcast. Today, I have a very special guest with me and please welcome Dharati. Hi, Dharati.
1: Hi, how are you doing? I am great, fantastic. How are you, Dharati? I am doing excellent, thank you.
0: It's so nice to have you with us today.
1: Thank you for having me. I mean, it, it's, it's so great to be here. It's always great to talk to you, to listen to you, to (laughs) see you or hear you perform. It's amazing. Uh, Thank you. So, Dharti, would you like to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Okay, so I am Dharti. I am a doctor by profession uh, and I like to do uh, poetry and uh, open mic or you know sort of spoken word poetry uh, because I just love to do it. I love to be on stage and I love to write and bringing those two together has changed My entire world, that is something that I genuinely love to do. And that is what I do. I like, I try to do that in the certain amount of free time that I get. Oh, nice. So it's
0: very interesting, Dhati. So you are a doctor, but you also do a lot of performances, right? Poetry performances. Yeah.
1: Do storytelling. So tell me, how did you get into poetry? So, I have been writing poetry since I was in school but you know again uh, after like taking up science and everything there were studies and everything that became more important so I sort of had like a break uh, a lot in the middle Uh, but once like when I was almost about to finish my med school I uh, actually sort of discovered spoken word uh, you know the whole spoken word scene and that's that's when I you know started like started listening to poems again, uh, started uh, you know watching performances and uh, seeing it on YouTube and then suddenly one day even I started writing and I was like okay now let me see how it sounds or how it looks when I actually perform it so that's what I did and it apparently didn't turn out that bad so I then started uh, you know sort of working more on it like you know my diction, the way I present and you know the way I speak And that's how I sort of started loving it all the more Uh, I did like due to COVID I couldn't do a lot of in person open mics but I did a lot of online open mics like on Instagram lives and you know stuff like that zoom meetings google meets but yeah and I have been loving it so far and I I think I'm pretty sure I'm gonna love it till the end of time.
0: But I am so glad you developed the liking for poetry and that gives us the pleasure to hear you today. So, (laughs) the next question I want to ask is do you remember your first performance? How was it like? Oh my
1: God, that was embarrassing. It was really really embarrassing. So, the first open mic that I have actually like a physical, physical open mic that I actually had gone to uh, I fumbled up, I fumbled up so bad. I was so embarrassed, but everyone there was so supportive just like, no, no you can do it. you know like start again, we're with you and it was really nice. I had all of my friends over there you know come to support me and everything and it was so amazing. it was so heartwarming and so after that fumble up and you know doing it again sort of gave me another little bit of a confidence like you know sort of gave me a booster, okay no it's okay, it's it's not the end of the world, you can do it again it's not a big deal oh wow
0: yeah you know first performances are always very special even if uh, you fumble a little and you know your confidence is not to the max but I think the first performances like help you take that first step and uh, I'm so glad you yeah, so- Experience.
1: exactly I was like uh, you know writing and thinking and like you know I was I was, uh, constantly thinking about okay you know what when there'll be a next open mic I'll go and I'll perform I'll go and perform and what in that fear I missed like two to three open mics like they were right there right next to my college and I didn't go because I was like no I'll be so bad people will laugh at me and this and that and I didn't go so I was like for this one my friend my best friend she really pushed me she's like just go and I'll just see what happens, don't don't have that assumption in your mind that it's gonna go bad what if it's so amazing you never know until you don't go and actually do it. I was like fair point and that's how I like went for my first performance
0: and there's no looking back since then yeah hopefully <laughs> so far haven't looked back I really enjoy listening to your poems and today our listeners are going to get a chance to Listen to some of your
1: best poetry. So, I just hope the listeners love as much as uh, you have loved. that The the love, the appreciation that you pour for all of us. I hope that they also like it as much as you like it. Yes, I'm sure they will. So, do you want to recite your first poem for us? Sure. So, uh, this one is called I am a rebel. Uh, just a little bit of context because… Um, I have been called a lot of things in life and rebel is one of them so this is sort of an ode to how I perceive it and how uh, I have uh, accepted it as a part of my identity so this is about that, sure it goes, I am a rebel A friend casually remarked that I was a rebel I laughed to little and said you are absolutely correct in fact I was born a rebel When the entire world was sleeping, I first cried out so loud that gods had to order the sun to rise so that he could shine some light to see who was craving that much attention. When I was told to play with Barbies and kitchen sets, I played with race cars and video games. When I was warned to not play sports in the sun, I trained extra hours in the scorching heat to defeat the boys playing the same sport without caring whether my skin was three shades darker. When I was told I cannot do many things at once, I aced exams, went to play at the state level and danced at the annual function, all in a week's time. When I was being mocked with nicknames like baby elephants and rhino, I'd order and savour a double Sunday brownie right in front of them. When I was laughed at for not going out on dates, I went out to dinners and movies alone with my books and diaries, my stories and my poetry. When they told me that solo traveling was not for girls, I did a 1,000 kilometer solo bike road trip. When I was warned to look for a guy before all the good ones were taken, I met a beautiful girl who swept me off my feet. When I was advised to have a steady career, I packed my bags and climbed the peak of my passion, watching everyone down there gushing over whether I'd make it or not. There is no greater joy for me than to shatter the glass ceiling every single day. So when you call me a rebel, understand that I wear it like a badge of honor and pride. It's a part of my identity, a huge driving force for who I am. So now you tell me, what's your identity? Wow, that is
0: absolutely brilliant piece, healthy, And so empowering, so empowering. Thank you so much. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's actually a bitter reality that uh, being a rebel, I, I think it some, somehow comes from the fact that there is a lack of acceptance in our society.
1: rather than lack of acceptance I think it's more like how can girls do certain things you know like there's so much of stereotyping and so much of patriarchy and misogyny that you know why can't girls do these things even though we're saying we're so progressive and you know things are changing definitely they are I'm not denying that but still people are not ready to accept certain things that women are doing or you know how can they do that
0: yeah so like the women are not actually given the credit where it's due also and uh, definitely they are uh, they are being undermined uh, you know underestimated uh, but let's hope let's hope for a better future <laughs>
1: yeah i mean definitely there is a brighter future there will be but i mean of course it's going to take a lot of time but you know we can just hope that you know, we put in, uh, you know, we try our level best to make it easier for the future generations to come, especially the girls and the women that are going to come, you know, in the future generations.
0: Right. Yeah, that's absolutely right, said. Okay, so next I want to ask you, uh, what does poultry mean to you?
1: Oh my God, this is such a complicated question. But in simple words, if I say uh, it is, my safe haven it is my escape from the world it is the place where I go to when there are you know when there are so many things that are happening or not going according to plan but you want one thing that is comforting you you know that is there for you that is you know like silently holding your hand or giving you a warm hug Mm -hmm. that is what it is to me
0: oh yeah So so how do you feel when you write poetry? What are Um,
1: they honestly Honestly I don't feel anything while writing it. I feel happy once I've finished it. Like (laughs) I have so many unfinished pieces yet and I feel so bad about it that you know I, I, I don't know how to finish them or you know I'm not happy with how I'm how the piece is shaping up or how it's going. And so like I feel really bad about it. But you know, once I am done that feeling of content and calm and happiness that okay you know this one is done this one's ready that is what like drives me to write more so that you know like i can have that feeling that sort of is like uh, for me sort of like a dopamine and a serotonin kick that you get you know but so yeah i'm trying to achieve that so like i'm trying to make it a habit to write regularly which i still cannot but i'm trying <laughs>
0: That's okay you know, do you feel sometimes as poets, as writers, sometimes we go too hard on ourselves, do you feel that sometimes?
1: Uh, definitely, we, we we go really hard on ourselves because I mean uh, in a way I don't blame ourselves for that because in, in the world that we are living in today, there is too much content out there, there is so much content out there and you want your piece to stand out for something you know And so to give the best that is possible out of us, we do that, you know, like we, we critique ourselves too much. We we are too harsh on ourselves. Uh, So that is one aspect of it. And the other aspect of it is, uh, you know, we do that. So we are happy that we have put our best foot forward. Like there is nothing more that we could have done to it. So, you know, we take that time, even I think even you would have seen that, you know, before like finally putting out a piece, you think on it for a thousand times, like, is there any other way in which I can make it better?
0: Yeah, sometimes I do that, but sometimes I, I'm very lazy at editing. I think that's one of my weaknesses. So, though I would make changes on in my poem, like, grammatical errors or some sentence if I feel okay this line would sound better than this particular line I might make minor changes
1: but then I just post it and then maybe sometime right. later when if no, I No no I am I am the total opposite I will I will like at least edit it two to three times like I will read it out loud to make sure it makes sense like there are things that are like you know too repetitive I'll track them out Hmm. and you know i'll do things like that like i at least my poem definitely at least goes through minimum two rounds of editing
0: yeah 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 that that's i think uh, normal that's fine to do and i think every writer should do it uh you know like not just post the first draft right away just go through it yeah i, I remember a workshop i did with simer singh from aniray's poetry and he said that, yeah. that you know poetry is like uh, your favorite dish, you know, uh, like how you marinate the vegetable, you do the preparation, you do marination, you let it set in, you let all the spices be absorbed by the food, and then, then it's perfectly cooked dish. Oh yeah. Clearly, it's with poetry. You need to, you know, sit on that thought for a while if you have an idea, you know, let it take shape, let it cook properly, let it marinate properly and then you <laughs> have a perfect piece of poetry
1: very well said, very true
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah so um, do you have any feedback that you remember like like on top of your mind that you got after any of your performances
1: Um, I I don't uh, remember anything like exactly on the top of my mind but uh, yeah like, after I posted a couple of my IGTVs on uh, Instagram, there are a few people who told me that I should actually try and become an RJ, that I have a very beautiful voice, and that I would be, it, it would really be awesome to have me as an RJ. And I was really flattered by that. No one's ever told me that. So, that is one thing that sort of has, you know, stuck with me, that oh, I should think of being an RJ. Yeah, I I don't think they
0: are lying, dirty. You should seriously think about that. A <laughs> Dr. RJ
1: would be so cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I just I then I think I don't know how my day would look like if even if, like, you know, in any sort of future if that does happen, I don't know how my day would look like.
0: <laughs> You'll be one busy lady for sure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I was like, because then I even want to write and I want to read and I want to do this like there are there are hundred things that I want to do at once I am that person so to actually box my time becomes so difficult for me but I still, I still try and manage to do that and after that I feel like oh my god I am gonna go crazy if I take up any more things on my hand at the moment
0: well if you are going to treat your patients in an RJ style I think Nobody would go to any other doctor except for you.
1: <laughs> I will keep that in mind. I will. Okay. I, you know what? Now since we're on this subject, I'll sort of make like a nice introduction and everything, and then I'll send it to, again. We'll have a chat over this.
0: <laughs> sure. I look forward. I look forward to having your show and listening to it as well. <laughs> Let's hope that day does come soon. It would be so cool you know if we have a patient coming in and then you are telling
1: them you know consulting them in a poetic style, how cool would that be (laughs) I know but uh, if I tend to do that then I I think I will probably have to sit the entire day at the clinic only I won't get time to go back home
0: (laughs) Yes, like I said you are going to be a very busy lady (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, probably so, do
1: you have another piece to share with us? Um, Yeah, but since you asked me, like, you know, what poetry means to me. So, I have this piece called Work in Progress, which sort of defines, like, my journey with poetry. Mm. In a very literal sense, actually. But, uh, so, yeah, that I have. So, this one's called Work in Progress. Um, We met in school. In 8th grade, English literature class. At first, I thought you were boring. But as days went by, I started daydreaming about how cool it would be if I started hanging out with you. Slowly, I started liking you. I told you about every little thing that happened to me, about every emotion that I felt but couldn't understand. And slowly and steadily, you became my best friend. And here you are helping me every step of the way, every thought, every emotion, every struggle, every victory, you were the first one, I told. You were that quote in my favourite novel to which I would go back again and again. You were like my nani's homemade samosas, fulfilling yet irresistible. Poetry, you were the breath of fresh air that saved me while I was being suffocated, you were the only one that heard me when I was drowning and screaming for help but one fine day you left my hand I tried to hold on to you with all the strength that I had with all the words that I could use I was losing you like the sand slipping out of my grip the harder I was trying to make you stay the faster you were running away from me and so I tried to get back in touch with you Starting with a few words, sometimes paragraphs and sometimes just staring at a blank page. I would make myself believe you would come back, especially on my birthdays, because I knew you wouldn't let my birthday go by without giving me a gift. But I was wrong. You left me for good. So gradually, I started moving on. Fast forward to six years later, I would still miss you. I sometimes tried calling you, but you would never pick up. And then one day out of the blue while I was working, you knocked. I thought this was me just missing you. But then you rang the doorbell. And there you were, standing, waiting, weeping, ready to take me into your arms again. And so I forgave you for leaving me. How could I not? You were my best friend. Looking back, I now understand why you left. You were waiting for me to experience life, to grow, to be mature, to be wiser, to be vulnerable. So that the next time we met, we would never run out of conversations. We would never ignore each other. We would never leave each other. I agree that a relationship is not perfect, and that we have a long way to go, but we will always be a world in progress. Wow. Yay. That was Thank you. Please, What inspired you to write this? This is actually written very on spot. So if you know Rupi called does these Instagram live like poetry workshops that she takes, like you know, writing sessions. Yes. So this is one of that that uh, so I was like I the first draft was like done there on spot. Like I wrote, that was the first time that I was like shocked that I could write one poem in one hour. That was a very new feeling for me. But I did that, and then I like I edited a couple of weeks later, and voila, that is what you have the ready piece.
0: Oh, thank you, thank you for sharing this with us. You know, it's very funny, you don't know what you are capable of unless you do it and you surprise Definitely. You. so that was super cool Dharthi, thank you for sharing that uh, thank you, thank you so much today is Father's Day dharti. Uh, so what are your thoughts on Father's Day about fathers
1: um, I believe they are those uh, silent strong pillars of the family Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they're, they're not usually the very expressive ones or they're not usually the very open ones or, you know, but there are, there, there is a, a you know, sort of a weird bond that everyone has with their fathers. Like, it's it's just absolutely weird. You cannot define it. You cannot explain it. But, you know, it's there. Yeah. Like, for some people, it's just, you know, watching a match. For some people it's just like going on a walk, for some people it's just going to go like groceries and yeah. but you know it's, it's always a small little things that are there with fathers mm-hmm. that uh, you know it's it's just there I, I don't know I don't know how to describe it but mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah
0: it's, it's a special bond and lot dads won't say much to you or they won't share a uh, lot of their feelings but sometimes it's just understood right
1: yeah exactly like that it's just a very weird connection it's a very like special bond definitely but it, it it's very difficult to understand and then it's all the more difficult to put it into words
0: yeah absolutely true so to all the fathers who are listening to us today uh, wishing you all a very happy fathers day and uh, for those who are away from their dads or those who miss their dads uh, we truly understand what you are going through and what you feel but always remember that no matter where they are they are thinking of you
1: they are looking over you they are smiling and they will be happy to see you
0: yeah absolutely so wow Dharti, that was so nice all your poems and it's always such a pleis- pleasure listening to you and I am so happy you agreed to come as a guest today so thank
1: you I, I this this, this is lovely this is wonderful you know I would never say no to you how can I oh, it's just because you're so sweet <laughs> Achha, before we no 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 definitely not
0: before we end the episode, do you want to like do a quick RJ style uh you know a small a couple of lines? Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I would try but I'm really scared it's gonna be terrible so I'd rather not maybe we'll do this some other time on some other episode when I'm more prepared with the RJ version of it you're promoting
0: this interview okay so what would you like to say to the listeners
1: um, hello everyone how uh, are you all? I'm and um, I want you guys to go check out this episode because it has some lovely amazing poems and conversations which you should definitely not miss. You can listen to it when you're taking a walk, when you're cooking, when you're doing some chores, when you're attending a very boring zoom meeting in which you have nothing to give in. So do that and listen to us and keep listening to this very wonderful podcast by my very dear friend Kate Kate.
0: Aww, thank you. I'm going to use this as my trailer for the episode. <laughs> <laughs>
1: definitely, definitely. You definitely should.
0: Cool. So Dharati, would you like to
1: share your social media handles where can our listeners listen to more of your poetry? Uh definitely. It's called the Closet Poets, and the like the username is the underscore closet underscore poets underscore com so you can go there check it out and please drop in uh, your uh, feedback if you want to connect to connect with me personally drop in a message and I would love to connect with you over there
0: cool so do follow dharti and do follow the closet poets yes yes great superb and you'll get to hear dharti and a couple of other um, interesting poets as well on that
1: page Yes, definitely. We are even trying to expand. Like we are gonna have more people's pieces on our page, so that you know we want to give everyone the same platform that you know, as 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 many people can reach them. You know, to give them that exposure. Yes. So we are we are like working on uh, expanding that as well.
0: Yes, it's artists helping artists.
1: Artists, exactly. <coughs> Uh, thank you so much, it was lovely talking to you Thank you so much for having me, it was absolutely my pleasure Thank you and I
0: look forward to listening to more of you and I look forward to Dr. RJ Dharati
1: (laughs) Yeah, let's hope fingers (laughs) crossed Take care
0: So that brings us to the end of episode 5 of the unheard ansuni poetry podcast this is me ketki and every week i bring to you poets across the world in hindi and english languages whom you may not have read or you may not have heard of and that is what is the most exciting thing about this podcast and i would love to hear your feedback and what else you would like to hear and what do you think of the content what do you think of the poems being read and I have a lot of fun doing this and I would really love to give poets and artists a platform for their art their poetry their write-ups to reach the audience like you so next week we will have another Hindi episode and since today's Father's Day I just want to say that fathers are always considered the hero you know the pillar of the family uh, but sometimes i think they would like us to be the support uh, you know to ease the burden sometimes off their shoulders and to tell them that hey it's okay you know you don't have to be a super dad or a superhero all the time and it's okay and you know just to treat them like normal human beings and to not burden them with too many expectations so To all the fathers out there, wish you a very happy Father's Day. And so that's me, Ketki. I'll see you next Sunday on another new episode with lots of new poems and another amazing featured guest of the week. Until then, I hope you have a great week ahead. Take care of yourself and keep smiling, stay happy.